we are, exactly at the point many of us feared and even predicted. Here we are, Ethan. I'll tell you, a lot of people have feared this moment, and some have even predicted it. Episode 139 of the Grunge Bible Podcast. Feared and predicted. Here we are. Man, that should be I our new tagline. Yeah, feared and predicted. I, I think that we can play that before every podcast. I think we might have to. Because it, it's going to work for every episode. It has. Oh, yeah. It, it would have worked for every episode before this, and it will for every episode after. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So that's what we have to start with. Anyways, this is Grunge Bible Podcast Episode 139. Uh, my name is Chris Salona, and what's your name? My, my name is Ethan Shalloway. Thank you for joining us all here today. It's nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you all. Everybody say their name right now out loud. Yeah, please do, no matter where you are. Nice to meet you. Thank you. It's great to meet you. So, Chris, how you doing, man? This is, uh, we're recording. We're recording on day it is. Friday, November 17th, uh, getting ready for a before. Monday, November 20th release. Uh, so this is our Thanksgiving week episode, and um, which is great because it's always a good time uh, to mention a lot of shit that has to go with that. So we're going to, this episode's going to be all over the place and I'm, I'm looking forward to covering a lot of ground here. But before we get into any of that, Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. A lot of, a lot of stuff has come, you know, a lot of new shit has come to light. You know, oh, things yeah. have changed since the last time we've talked on here. And, uh, and that's what we're here to, to give a couple updates. Cause that's life, you know, life changes, life moves on. Um, it's Monday, so I'm, I'm heading home tomorrow. Um, I'm flying home. I'll be home for a week, which I'm really excited for. Got to nice. get home for the holidays. And, uh, and then I'll be back in Birmingham for a little bit, and then I'll go home for Christmas. I mean, this is the, we're in the stretch right now. We're in the, the home stretch of the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things it's a, get, it's things a, get it's a, busy. Things get busy, yeah. So uh, the next, you know, we're trying to plan out the next few episodes of the podcast, kind of, you know, make it easy on us and the producer because people are going to be traveling and have obligations. So um, we're going to do our best to, we are going to continue. We are not going to miss an episode, obviously. Yeah, but, we can't now. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, I'm doing good. How are you? Well, uh, for the second time, uh, I'm doing very well. But you know what? A lot could have happened between the first time that you asked me and now. So um, I, I appreciate that secondary check-in. Yeah, no, things are good. This week was uh, this week was kind of hectic for me as well. I'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, the first time was kind of brief, I guess. So um, yeah, I went to three shows in five days with uh, top-level Patreon supporter Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce. It was super fun, um, but it was just busy. Work's been super, super busy. I got a little promotion job, so I've been, you know, I've been busy. Things have just been things have just been really crazy lately. Just um, really crazy, you know. Um, but that's just what happens. But I'm looking forward to um, as we sit here on Friday, the 17th, uh, the next two days this weekend. I don't really have a whole lot going on, so I'm looking forward to just taking some time uh, for myself. Um, to rest up a little bit. I got to clean my house and a bunch of stuff and kind of get ready for the holidays next week. So we've got the Thanksgiving holiday coming up. Uh, and then before you know it, it will be December and time for the Christmas holiday for us or whatever else you may celebrate, whether it's Hanukkah, Festivus, you name it. Um, it's coming. It's coming soon. It's coming. 
Yeah. So before we get into anything else, uh, we did mention it is the Thanksgiving holiday. And Ethan, I, I know that there's something that you were very adamant that we begin mm-hmm. the episode with before we even get to thanking the Patreon supporters. Yes. Um, so at this time, uh, I would like to yield my time to whatever yeah. it is that you would like to discuss that is of this importance. And this is, um, I'm going to get ahead of the episode. And this is going to be a song of the week because it's the only song that you listen to around Thanksgiving. And that's Alice's Restaurant Massacre, um, commonly known as Alice's Restaurant. And um, this came up, my dad liked it and I sent it to you. And it's something that he listened to as a kid or something. It's just like, it's about Thanksgiving. And I'm not sure how it, it got, you know, woven into the lore of us. <laughs> I mean, just how everything does. There's a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people have lore. It's a satirical, in. it's a satirical, and I'm reading off of Wikipedia just because it gives a good synopsis. You here, bastard. But, yeah. It's a satirical talking blues song by singer songwriter Ario Guthrie. Arlo. Ario. That's uh, yeah, Arlo Guthrie, released as a title track in 67, debut album, Alice's Restaurant. And it's a deadpan protest against the Vietnam War and a com- comical, exaggerated, but largely true story from Guthrie's own life. And the reason. Um, I mean, it's, it's 18 minutes long and it's just him talking and playing a little bit behind and then maybe, you know, singing the chorus. But in the beginning, it says, this song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and a restaurant, but Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. And then it says, you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. And that's basically this podcast. That this feels podcast, very applicable to this podcast. That, this podcast is called Grunge Bible Podcast. Because it's Grunge Bible's podcast, but it's not what the podcast is about. It's just Grunge Bible's podcast. So that's why we called it Grunge Bible Podcast. So I just want to put that out there. That's for everybody. Like, this is just the podcast, and that's just the name. Absolutely. And you can get anything you want. That makes sense, right? That (laughs) makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, um, this song, uh, I absolutely love this song. Uh, I love that radio stations will play it. you know, on Thanksgiving day and just like 18 minutes of the airwaves dedicated to one song. I also love how daunting it must've been. Like every year, Arlo Guthrie said, like whenever he would play or like, if he would like go back on tour or whatever, um, he would have to take some time to relearn all of the lyrics to this because it's 18 minutes long, obviously. And I believe he's since retired from touring and performing live. (laughs) Um, but you can imagine there's some good performances from him, from his later life, like maybe like seven or eight, 10 years ago, where he's still, he's playing this and it's great. Um, you know, uh, this one is just very important. Uh, and it is, you know, it's just, just because it's the name of the, uh, the song, that doesn't mean that's entirely what it's about. Yeah. Just cause it's Alice's restaurant doesn't mean that's the name of the restaurant. Exactly. So that's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that we've begun there and, uh, you know, we can have this podcast about whatever we want it to be about because of the people that support us financially. Um, and there's a lot of methods that you can do that. You can purchase merchandise, you can purchase, you know, a sticker, a crew neck sweatshirt. Um, you can donate to us directly. You know, we do have a, uh, a Venmo account that we use. Uh, so if, if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can get in contact with us. It's the season. Exactly. Uh, Additionally, we do have a Patreon uh, account where you can support us monthly at a $2, $5, or $10 per month denomination level. Um, And I'm happy to say before we uh, thank our top tier supporters as we do every week, uh, we have a new member. We can ring the bell once again. 
at our $2 level. Uh, I would like to welcome King Buzzo stole my hair uh, to the, uh, to the $2 tier. Uh, and he messaged us and he said, Hey guys, it took me 130 episodes and you finally broke me. Love the show. It's great to listen to music chat with some good guys. Here's to many more. Uh, and they went on to say that they like the way that we advertise the Patreon. Uh, we just state that it's there and we don't beg or guilt trip. Uh, they've been meaning to do it for a while. Um, and I kind of feel like we do beg and guilt trip. <laughs> like, say, I, don't, I don't know what King Buzzo stole my hair has been listening to the last 130 yeah. episodes, but I feel like we definitely beg and guilt trip. You must be listening to the, a different podcast and just happened to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think he got, got his wires crossed. But nonetheless, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's awesome. King Buzzo stole my hair. Uh, we very much appreciate your support. Um, and because of you, oh, um, yeah. you know, we're able to continue to beg and pester people and guilt trip people into giving us their hard-earned money. Yeah, but they don't see it that way. So we're all good, Chris. Exactly. It's all a matter of perspective. Um, yeah. So King Buzzo Stole My Hair joins uh, the Patreon ranks, which I believe right now is 55 individuals strong. Uh, and it is led by the top tier supporters who give us $10 per month to make this podcast possible. Um, and at this time, I'm going to read their names. Uh, and the top tier supporters are Lauren Irene, Carlene Salona, Jamie Lynn, Alexa Shannon, Fuck Soup, Jade Mercado, The Blue Owl, What the Fuck is Up Denny's, Doug Endy, Rachel Corning, Millie Kara Kay, Nikki Six, Chris LSMS, Black Hole Sean, Eddie Vetter Got Me Through My Second Divorce, Alex Long, Faith Bittner, Seattle Four Fanboy from New Jersey, Granny Grunge, Corden Stewart, Epona, Keith White, Mike McCready's Mustache, Sherry Matthews, Lameller Bone, Pile of Punk, D Boat, Eric R. Berry, and Goju john thank you all for your support uh we are very thankful uh for everything that you do for us and we hope that we can do a little something for you every now and then uh whether it be every monday or you know never if you've grown sick of the podcast uh you know that's between you and you <laughs> yeah exactly oh man yeah i enjoy um you know just how the page has been brought up i mean we don't really, we don't, we don't, we don't pander in a way. No, I mean, dude, we don't. Like we, do, we do, but like when you listen to some, you listen and watch some like YouTube or videos and, and you listen to certain podcasts and it's freaking annoying the way yeah. that they talk about how, like, I mean, it's just like that guy that we're not going to bring up his name, but he's dying because it's so hard to run an Instagram page and he needs your help. Oh, exactly. And they'll that, just that rip guy. and roar and steal from other accounts and like, that's a thousand thing. stories saying to subscribe, like subscribing yeah. to like having a, uh, it makes no sense. Well, my, my, my philosophy has always been like, if, if you want to support something, um, you're going to, you're going to find the, the, the method that best suits you to support it. Um, like I don't need to be like shoving it in people's faces and like every single day or like on every single post being like, Hey, by the way, give us your money. I just don't think that's in good taste because not only like, it's not about that. It's about the music that we enjoy. And, and, you know, there's a lot of accounts that are not in it for that. And probably a lot of podcasts too. I'm not big into the, the podcast sphere. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. And I mean, we've been doing this for a while and actually between last episode and this episode, um, the show surpassed 250,000 downloads. Um, so that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. A quarter of a million times people have decided to see what we're about. Um, so we're very appreciative of that. And, uh, you know, Who's to say we'll stick around for another 250,000 more? Hopefully we do. Uh, and hopefully it happens at a greater rate. Um, yeah. It's funny. The first year, I think we had like 50,000 downloads. And then the second year, 
uh, we had like 85,000. Uh, and then this year so far still with a, you know, a month and a half to go, we're at 110,000. So I like that, that, that movement on that graph is, uh, in the right direction. And that's all because of you. So, uh, thank you for, for checking in on us and, and telling your friends about us perhaps. Yeah. And soon, you know, we're at, it'll pass the downloads will pass the number of followers on the page. Yeah. It's that's only gonna, a matter that's of gonna, time. That's going to happen. I mean, it's obviously the downloads happen way faster. Maybe it's easier. Um, and that'll be cool. You know, it'll be something. So that's our next goal, I guess with the. Absolutely. Some, some goal, some sort of goal, you know? Yeah. So we've got a lot of stuff to get into here. Uh, and yeah, as we've do been it. doing, uh, we got to get into this day in music history, November 20th. Uh, and we're going to get rolling. Uh, I, th- I say we tackle <laughs> the birthdays and then we tackle the events because we've got, yeah. we got a pretty stacked birthday lineup here. Uh, people that were born on this day and we're going to kick it off in 1941. Uh, the late, the great, the Grammy Award-winning Dr. John was born. Uh, the soulful king. Uh, I was actually, before this episode, I was uh, introducing Ethan and giving him a crash course in the mighty Dr. John. Uh, and what what a stage presence that man had. Um, perhaps one of the sweatiest men on stage ever. Yeah, so... Did you, how, how long have you known about this man, Chris? I mean, I, I've, I've known of him for a while, I like, yeah. I mean, but I, I don't really know, you know, a whole lot I about him. I feel like him. I've known him my whole life. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you take one look at him. Uh, he's just, he's got a great voice. He kind of had that, uh, I think he was set up in like the New Orleans area for a lot of his life. Um, Makes sense. Very, uh, yeah. You can, like you a Mardi Gras type. You hear a lot of that in his music and just uh you know, booming presence, you know, somebody that you, you, you pay attention to if you, you know, if you're passing by and you see, you know, you see him performing. So uh, he's no longer with us, but he was born on this day in 1941. So uh, I was, I was recommending to Ethan before this episode, uh, my favorite Dr. John song called Cold, Cold, Cold. Um, and sometimes that's just the way that it is. So um, I recommend yeah. that you all check that one out for sure. Yeah. You said that video it makes sense. He's from New Orleans. Cause he had like He's wearing this like Mardi Gras, like Mummers Parade get up. It's like a New Orleans sweating suit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, su- sweating <laughs> profusely, <laughs> just delivering this amazing uh, song. And uh, right place, wrong time, I believe, <laughs> which we, we can all relate to. <laughs> yeah. Or wrong place, right time. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say, you know, would you rather, would you rather be in the right place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time? <laughs> I think the wrong place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, you think? So? I mean, that's happened. I've had many nights out there where I'm in oh, the wrong yeah. place, but at the right time, and it yeah. it turns out right. Yeah, it's definitely more awkward being at the right place at the wrong time, just because nobody's ready. But the yeah, wrong place, right time. I, I think I choose that. Oh as yeah, well. a lot of good memories. More da- more dangerous, of course, and a lot yeah, of well, of course, yeah. Um, so in 1942, Norman Greenbaum was born. And you may know him for his 1969-1970 song, hit song, Spirit in the Sky. I think that's this the song, only reason why people know Norman Greenbaum. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Rob. I mean, at our age, maybe back in the day, he had a little bit, you know. I think he's, but, he's probably, he's got to be one of like modern music's most preeminent, like one hit wonders, I would oh, assume. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I don't 100%. like that term, but, uh, you know, I think it's a little pejorative, but uh, I'd rather Easily have one, one hit of the most none. famous. Yeah, obviously, and and really, last year you were talking about a song that possibly was in the Sandlot. Well, this one was definitely in yeah, the Sandlot. Absolutely, and I loved it as a kid. I mean, this is like, you know, Pee Wee baseball like greatest hits. I mean, this song came on when you're on the diamond when you were young. 
Oh yeah. Talk about talk about a good Saturday in the park. Absolutely, dude. That's fantastic. Uh, moving up to 1946, on this day uh, in 1946, uh, Dwayne Allman was born. Uh, he passed away in October of 1971, I believe, in a it was a motorcycle accident. But man, Dwayne Allman, one of I think one of history's greatest slide guitar players, and uh, you know he was really a large part of the soul of the Allman Brothers band. Um, and you know, and the fact that they were able to persist and continue to make music is really, really impressive. Um, but Dwayne, I mean, what a what a bright star that I mean, he was he he died at 24. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable. And and that's the strange thing about getting older is a lot of like the artists who have died young. Um, I'm now older than they were when they died, um, and it's just a weird feeling. Um, I don't know. It's strange. You know, the things pe these people were able to accomplish and, you know, when these guys will always, always feel older than me, um, mm -hmm. you know, Kurt, especially like he'll always feel older than me, even though in a few short months, you know, I'll, I'll have lived longer than he did. Uh, and I, I have lived longer than Dwayne Allman, but what an impressive talent, uh, and, you know, fantastic musician. So, um, we definitely commemorate him today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Allman brothers, man, they were, they were at the beginning of they were they were the pioneers to a lot of things. A lot of people followed in their footsteps. Oh, yeah. Um speaking of other influential musicians, we have Joe Walsh born in no and uh it's a November yeah, what is it? What are we 20th. doing? November twentieth? November twentieth. <laughs> Nineteen forty seven. Joe Walsh was a part of the James Gang. No, I'm just kidding, the Eagles and the James Gang, but uh He did it all. Know, he did it all, dude. I love the James Gang. We saw them, and he does it all. We did, play. yeah, we did see them. And the Eagles, obviously, one of those rock bands that everybody fucking hates. I mean, loves. <laughs> I hate the fucking Eagles, man. I've In had a long the night. Um, yeah, really incredible. Uh, one of our friends, John K, knew uh, knows Joe Walsh and has had a has a few interactions with him and and uh, had a great impact on him in their later years of life, kind of reflecting on life and whatnot. Yeah. So. Joe, Joe Walsh's growth, I think, as a, as a person and as a positive influence on a lot of musicians um, is something that's really admirable. Uh, he's a very outspoken voice about, you know, what he went through with his addictions and alcoholism. Right. Um, and uh, there's so many great interviews with him over the years that I think shed a lot of light into that world. And I think, uh, you know, he's been a resource for a lot of other musicians who maybe perhaps have been struggling with similar things um, and, you know, very happy, you know, in his 75th year, he's, he's still here. Um, and he's still making music, still playing music. I was able to see him open for Tom Petty in 2017. Um, and then we saw him, uh, at the Taylor Hawkins tribute show. Um, uh, but just what a, what a guy, um, you know, so happy birthday to the mighty Joe Walsh. This is a pretty stacked lineup here, Ethan. Let's move up to 1965. Uh, Mike D of the Beastie Boys was born on November 20th, 1965. And uh, I got a good story for you, Ethan. I was just at a bar uh, before I saw Hot Mulligan a couple of days ago. And this bar, they only served beer. They didn't have refrigerators. Like they just put put everything on ice. Like all of like the beer bottles and cans were just in these big troughs on ice, which was great. And the music they were playing, they had a turntable set up. Like it was no no aux, no no Bluetooth, no nothing. They had a turntable, and they were playing some Beastie Boys. Actually, we got some Beastie oh, yeah. Boys. We got some Nine Inch Nails, and then we got In Utero um, as well. Dude, those which are was, yeah, it was great. Like literally... we gotta go there. I mean, that's a classic record store lineup right there oh, yeah. and like there is how do i say there's no other way 
that I would enjoy Nine Inch Nails except on vinyl. And probably goes the same with like the BC Boys in Europe. It's like the it's the best way to listen to those yeah. bands. Like when you're a record store, like it's the that's like the, form. It's the only time that people listen to punk is when they're in record stores, <laughs> and it makes and people like it. Yeah. And those those three albums, they're like a Radiohead in there, like they're like they're vinyl staples. That's what you listen yeah. to on vinyl. It's like the only so. people who like actually like the Rollins band work at record stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and you'd go into a record store and you'd hear it and be like what record is this and then you'd buy yeah. it and you go home and you're like this isn't the same as it's not the same so you can imagine how i felt like sitting at a bar drinking beer and, and having some like pretty good bar food um while listening to these on the turntable it was, it was really awesome they had a they had a huge stack of records uh behind the bar which was really cool they had like one trough filled with beer and then they had another trough filled with records so uh <laughs> it's great it's 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 definitely going to be my pregame spot for uh any concert in like the fenway area for sure and and also for red sox games too because it's hell of a lot cheaper than the bars directly outside of fenway park so i was very yeah. happy about that yeah Moving up a few years, almost 18, we have the rapper Future was born, and his name is uh, Navadeus Damoon Cash. And I didn't realize that he, so he's turning 40. I didn't realize he was so old, Chris. I didn't also not realize that he was that old because I really probably wasn't like super conscious of him until like college. Yeah, time, I mean, that's when which he that's would have when, been like in his early to mid thirties, like when like Mask Off was was a thing. That's when that's when a lot of his hits and a lot of like his work is yeah. like came came to the forefront. So just goes to show you, you just you would ex, you expect rappers to be younger when they start making it. So I mean, thirties yeah. a little bit older. That is um, interesting, but he's got a lot of good stuff and does a lot of. I think he's behind a lot of the. Oh yeah, I don't know. yeah, you know the. A lot of the inner doings, exactly. <laughs> Lastly, on this day in 1986, Jared Folliwell of Kings of Leon was born. Um, Kings of Leon, that 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 record they put out, and I think like 06 or 07 is a favorite of mine. Notion, use somebody, you know, those are those are classics, absolutely. So happy birthday to Mr. Folliwell, born on this day in 1986. Yeah, I love some Kings of Leon, dude. Oh, so yeah. good. They're they're a band that just like every time you go back to them, you're like, it's always a good time because mm -hmm. they never they never stay a long time in my rotation. I mean, they, in the beginning maybe they did, but like usually I come back to them and they're always they're always really pleasant. Well, there's just I a lot going on, see, you know. So love it's to see hard. them live. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We've dispensed with the births on this day. Now it's time to get to the events, and we'll go back to 1961 to start. We'll just motor through these. Uh, yeah, I'll on this say, day, we'll make these quick. Yeah, because I, I was. Yeah, I was going to say I, when when putting these together, it's like, is this worthy of bringing up on the pod? Is this not worthy? Yeah. And I think that you know a lot of these things maybe aren't the most important things that happen in music, but for somebody but like, listening. It well, yes, for somebody, but also like that's the whole point. It's supposed to be interesting, random facts that you wouldn't know about. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll get to it about Keith Moon. Like, you know, like let's just talk about Keith Moon and what he did, you know, exactly. in 1974. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be like 
groundbreaking, you know, bad motor finger release. Like this is for the weeds right. in the weeds. Exactly. So go ahead. All right. On this day in 1961, Bob Dylan began recording his debut album. Uh, there were two days that he began initially, November 20th and 21st, uh, Columbia Recording Studios in New York City. So this is kind of the uh, the genesis of a lot of uh, a lot of what he would do. Obviously, that first album. So uh, let's uh, let's move up to 1974, Ethan. You just teased it a little bit, but we've got oh, yeah. a, a good Moon story here. Oh yeah, and so Keith Moon of the Who collapsed during a concert after his drink was spiked with horse tranquilizer, maybe also known as ketamine. Could potentially be some ketamine in there. <laughs> And then 19-year-old Scott Halpin, who was in the audience, volunteered to replace him on drums for the remaining three numbers. Incredible opportunity for the man yeah. uh, to come up and play with the... Uh, really sad for Keith Moon, obviously, um, you know, his history. But then a year later, in 1975, more Keith Moon. Uh, they kicked, the Who kicked off a month-long North American tour at the Summit in Houston. And at a party afterwards, the drummer, Keith Moon, was arrested for disorderly... Con uh, con conduct and spent the night in jail so november 20th not a great night in the the days of keith moon <laughs> not not a great yeah you think it's like every like subsequent november 20th that he was alive for he was like you know what here we go but then again like that was just normal keith moon activity like those are not outliers in his story those are some um, of the good days right exactly you're exactly right all right, so let's move up a little bit. Uh, in uh, continuing with the theme here, we have to mention uh, these individuals in this band because every fucking time we sit down, there's something that is mentioned. So uh, this week's edition of What Were the Beatles Doing on This Day uh, will be in 1976. Um, on this day in 76, uh, George Harrison and Paul Simon, um, they hosted NBC's Saturday Night Live um, and they both performed a uh, rendition of Here Comes the Sun and Homeward Bound. So one from each uh, respective catalog. Um, but the notable thing is that Paul McCartney and John Lennon evidently were both in New York City uh, watching the show. Uh, you know, they weren't there. They weren't really doing much, but they were just kind of... Um, you know, they were just there, uh, which is pretty, uh, pretty good. There's, I Say don't it. think it was, I don't think it was this night, but there's a really good story of the Beatles almost reunited on SNL. I think in 1976, um, I think Lauren Michaels was, uh, he said, you know, he, like he somehow knew that like the three, uh, three of them were in the city or maybe all four of them were. And he's like, I have $3,000 that I will pay you if you come. And like, evidently they were all watching, um, they were all Sorry. watching Saturday Night Live and they almost all went. But that, as it happens, obviously, none of them ended up going. Um, but they've all, you know, they all confirmed the story at one point or another. But this time they just watched. Yeah, say it, Chris. What were they? Those <laughs> <laughs> big cuck energy. <laughs> Dude, they were cucking. They yeah. were cucking their former bandmate. I, I hate Here Comes the Sun. It's like one of the, my least favorite songs in like music history. Do you know my least favorite song in music history? Uh, islands, island in the sun. No, <laughs> uh, close. By Weezer. Um, it's "We Are the Champions" by Queen. That uh, is okay. my least favorite song. I fucking hate it. At least it's attached to like Mighty Ducks and stuff. I don't like, care. I hate it. It's terrible. Here comes the it's... sun's attached to like the Beatles and American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> we hate the Beatles and American Idol. Uh, we man. definitely do. Okay, moving 93. on. Nineteen ninety three. Stone Temple Pilots play SNL. Creep and The Big Empty, two couple of the songs that were played. And uh, 
you know, I was just talking to somebody recently and they had seen STP, one of my coworkers, and they were talking about how, they were talking about how just how good live they were. And, and oh, yeah. it was a good reminder because I haven't been listening. We haven't talked about them on the pod and thinking about Scott's energy. And I think he played in Alabama um, right before he passed. Um, and it was one of those things where, like, yeah, dude, he was just, he was just incredible. Like, uh, there's no other way to say it. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, people forget how damn good that man was on stage. Like, oh my he God. really, yep. like he was, he was in there with like the top performing um, like front man um, of history in music history. You know what I mean? I think it's yeah, safe man. to say. 100%. Yeah, he was he was special. I actually, today, I just posted uh, the uh, the performance of Creep uh, from that night. So uh, we've got one more uh, on this day to dispense with. And on this day in 2004, um, Oasis singer Liam Gallagher was fined 40,000 pounds after a fight that he had in a German hotel. Um, he was arrested along with Oasis's drummer, Alan White, and three other members of the band's group, um, not not the actual band, but like the entourage behind it, um, after the brawl they had, and it happened in Munich. Um, Gallagher lost two of his front teeth in the fight, uh, and it led to them abandoning that leg of the tour. Uh, once again, similarly to the, uh, the Moon story, uh, this is not an isolated incident. Uh, you know, this is just kind of par for the course. So, I mean, these guys are nothing if not consistent. Yeah, that's rock and roll, baby. That's Hollywood. That's rock I mean. and roll. I've been, of, I've been kind of getting of heavy people. into Oasis lately. Yeah, you have. You I've started to get into it. The Definitely Maybe album is fucking fantastic. And yeah, I know that's... like on a grunge Bible podcast, you know, you're not really supposed to like Oasis and whatnot. And you can have opinions about the members of Oasis, but man, they could, they could rip, dude. Oh yeah, they were rippers. I just watched the uh, the Beckham documentary on Netflix, and I feel like how played... was that? I I haven't gone around to it. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I didn't know too much about like Beckham's story, and sure, and was, yeah, I don't either. Right a little bit before us, so it was it was nice to see like how big he was, and they played a lot of Oasis mm-hmm. um, in the back and whatnot, and uh, it was good. I mean, I love sports docs, no matter what. Um, so. I'm into that stuff. So it was pretty, it was pretty solid. It wasn't, it was, you know, it was a little bit long, maybe a little longer than it should have been. And, you know, they milked it a little bit, but yeah, it was good. It's amazing. Well, that does it. So let's get into the, uh, the meat of the episode. So this is the Thanksgiving week, uh, the Thanksgiving episode here in the States. Um, so we're going to popcorn around to a lot of different things that we've got to discuss, but Ethan, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you back the floor here to, to get us into it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thanksgiving is a uh, my favorite holiday. It's one of my favorite times of the years. It starts off the holiday season. Um, not that I don't love Christmas and New Year's and whatnot, but this kind of you know this starts it up. And it's always the time when you go away from college. It's the first time you come back, usually uh, unless you have a fall break. But if you go far away, you're not gonna come back for that. So, and I, each year I kind of I, I definitely like using this time. And we we talk about what we're thankful for at the dinner table and we kind of we've gone around and and did the whole you know say what you're thankful for and why and right you know some people don't like that um i think it's safe to say that both of both of us are the type of people that would enjoy um those type of moments and and especially when it's um i don't know not convenient or not when you want like i mean it is convenient at thanksgiving but like sometimes you don't want to share what you're thankful for but then you oh, do yeah. and you're and you're really happy you do Mm-hmm. And letting people know what you're thankful for. 
Um, so I wrote I wrote a small a small little poem here to kind of kick things off to maybe get us in the thankful spirit. And hell it's, yeah, it's not you know it's nothing crazy. It's pretty you know it it is what it is. And uh, but I just I think that it's uh, worth talking about. Um, yeah, worth saying. So yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. So Let's get into it. Yeah, <clears throat> I am thankful. I am thankful for today. I am thankful for yesterday, and I look forward to tomorrow. I am thankful for the busy days as well as the slow days. I am thankful for the hard days because they make the best days stand out. I am thankful for the time it takes me to fall asleep. It's the only time I don't feel like I have to be doing something productive. I am thankful for the time I have to wake up in the middle of the night to pee. It reminds me I have a warm bed to crawl back into. I am thankful for the times that I've lost my credit cards. Turns out they just give you new ones. I'm thankful when I burn my mouth on that first sip of coffee in the morning. I'm thankful when I'm exhausted because that means I've been busy. My family means a lot to me. My friends mean about the same. I call them often. They call me. It's nice to talk. Sometimes it's important. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a waste of time. Sometimes it's intended to waste time. Most time it gets in the way of what I'm doing. I'm not a great multitasker. But as time passes, these conversations mean more than whatever I was attempting to do, almost every time. We won't remember, this, the, we won't remember the specifics, but somehow, somewhere, our subconscious does. That's why we feel closer to people. It probably has nothing to do with the words. Actually, I'm certain. It's only about the time we take. They say actions speak louder than words. I reckon you could say that time means more than those words. I have to travel for the holidays. I guess it's what I signed up for when I moved away. I don't have the money this year to do it, but I got my ticket anyway. I'm thankful. That was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, thank you. I love that. Yeah, yeah all all of those all of those sentiments. Um, it's like that Maya Angelou quote. It's like you know, as time passes, is the quote something to the effect of like you know, you won't remember what people said to you, but you'll always remember the way they made you feel. Um, yeah. And people always talk about how they stayed up late and laughed till the end of the night. You don't remember why you were laughing. You don't no. remember, you don't remember what you talked about. You never do. You can try, you can try the best you know, you want. There's a lot of times where I, I really want to remember how, you know, what words made me feel that way, but you always remember the time together and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. Um, and even just kind of, uh, turned out better than I thought. When I, that was I fantastic. Read it. <laughs> yeah, My God, turned out, dude, that was incredible. Turned out way better than I thought. That was, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but you're totally right though. Like a lot of those things that are like inconveniences are just like tasks that you have to check off. Like, I think it is important to like take stock and like what they really mean and like that there's signs of life and there's signs of prosperity and signs that you're loved in a lot yeah. of ways uh you know the pain in the ass of having to catch a flight and like your flight's late it's yeah. like well like i have somebody to catch a flight to go see um yeah. you know and i have like moments that i'm looking forward to and that's why i'm you know that's why i'm working hard so i can pay for this ticket you know um that's why i'm staying up late so i can catch up with somebody that i haven't talked to in a long time uh, you know, there's all those little, little moments like that, you know, I'm like you know, my, the roof of my mouth got burnt because like, I'm fortunate enough that I can, you know, that I can afford right. to, you know, pay for coffee or get some, get a hot, a hot meal or something. Um, and all of those things are really important. Um, yeah, man, yeah. that was, that was awesome. Yeah. And I like when we used to always say in college, like, you'll never remember the, the good night of sleep you got. No, and like sleep is really important, but it's true. Like I don't, I look back in those, the memories that I made during those times with the people and usually 
people are most, you know, available <laughs> yeah. past 11 o'clock or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, no one's doing anything. And yeah. and yeah, there's a lot of times when I get derailed from trying to do something, either it's talking to you or talking to a, a friend or my brother. And like, you know, those conversations are obviously like, I mean, they're important, but they're not important day to day, you'd say. So like, how do you stay close with friend? It's not about what you say. It's just about talking and like you know i mean and at least spent taking the time sharing time together taking the time to do it so then i was like thinking about the holidays and it's like you know like i really like i gotta go home i mean i didn't think of it like that this year like i'm I'm excited to go home but like usually it's like i gotta go home like it's such a big commitment it's gonna break Mm -hmm. up like this and that but like i know that it's gonna be so worth it and to be there and to be around you know family new nieces you know old old family members, older family members that we don't know how much time they have, like right. just being there. And, and I, you know, I had a part that I was trying to write in there. It's like, um, you know, my one friend, like he always shows up, he's always there. Like he doesn't say much. Um, and, and, you know, and that's fine. That's just the way he is. And I'll, you know, afterwards he always says, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. And like, you know, he didn't say anything, but he always shows up and like, you know, the people that, you know, they may not talk the same way, but like, you know, that's okay. Spending time with them is, is all that matters or inviting them. You know, it's like, you know, I invite this guy, he never shows up, but he's always thankful I invited him or something, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to work it in. It didn't sound very good. So, yeah. but it's at the other side of it. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for, you know, if we move more into like the podcast and stuff, like, you know, just like the newest patron member, like, you know, he's like, I took to episode 130. That makes it sound like he's listened to all 130. And, and right. we didn't know about him listening so consistently mm-hmm. until now. And it's like, you know, just him saying that makes it like, okay, like, I mean, that means a lot to us. Yeah. And uh, so we're really thankful for like having a space where we can talk, where people like listen and get something out of it. And like I said, I mean, I don't remember the episodes and what we talked about all over these years, but yeah. like, you know, it's more about the, yeah, it's just about what, well, that's what the, the impact, the, and that's the, a, it's like the impact, you know? Yeah. And it's exactly like what you said, like more so than like specific things, it's a shared space in the same way. It's like, you have that friend who shows up, you know, it doesn't say much or like the friend who is like pretty quiet or like doesn't show, but is thankful anyway, you know? Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just that, that, that feeling you get of like being a part of a community. Um, and like, that's, as it relates like to this whole thing that we do, like it wouldn't, there wouldn't be any of it without people that, you know, feel that way about us, which, you know, we feel that way about them. And it's, it's just a really cool back and forth and just kind of shared experience. I think that we're able to do, uh, you know, and there's a lot of people that I've been able to, to grow close with, like through music and like some of my, greatest relationships that I have with people. And I mean, they've come through, you know, shared passions and like having the vulnerability to share, you know, your, your true thoughts about a lot of those passions. And I mean, hell, even as it relates to the page, there's the people that I've been able to meet. And I think like with our friendship too, obviously, you know, we have to be here, you know, every week. So, you know, and like, but the thing is though, like it's, it's like, we would do it anyway. Like we would, we, we would, we would chat anyway, you know, and, and I don't know with me, um, for like the last like last like four or five months i've been feeling like especially connected to like a few of my friends that i've always been connected to but for some reason like lately i've just like felt like like we're like 
connected deeper. And it's weird because it's like, you, you always hear that thing. It's like, Oh, like once you reach like this age, like the friends you have are the friends you're going to have. And like, that's going to be it. Um, but what they don't mention is like those friendships can continue to grow and develop. Um, and that's something that it's like weird. Like I've known some of these people for like 10, 15 years and like, I'm still feeling like we're growing closer, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm, I'm feeling more of a sense of community from them, which is, is something that I'm really grateful for. Um, yeah, I just like, man, I'm, I'm really fucking lucky, like with my friends and my family and like the long list of people that I have in my life that would do something for me or help me, uh, you know, just people that love me. Um, and I'm really, it's just, it's a good feeling. And then the day to day, you don't think about it as much. I don't think because you're so focused on like the things you have to do, but you know, when you get into bed at night and you kind of think about like all of the people that, you know, feel that way about you and that you feel that way about them. It's, it's something that's really, I'm really blessed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think with like friends that maybe I wasn't as close to when I was younger than, or you think about like, sometimes I, yeah, same thing. I think that my closest friends are going to be my longest friends and it's tough to think that you can get close with somebody else like especially mm -hmm. as you you know and we're getting closer to like 30 or like pe when people have harder times making friends when they're older right um and it's not like like there's a connection you get when you're younger but there's a lot of connections that can be made when you're older that um can grow the same way it just takes time and, and like i mean yeah just takes time and I feel like there's some other friends that maybe I wasn't as close to when I was younger. And then I'm, um, you know, spend more time. It's like, wow, I didn't expect this friendship to like, kind of grow this way, but that's just like where you are in life. So yeah. you get, like you like said, the last four or five months, you get closer to people and it's just like maybe unexpected, um, you know, in a good way. That's one of the um, coolest things though. Like we're at the age now where like the, the number of different things that like we, our friends are doing is, is the widest it's ever been, you know, because we're no longer in school age and it's not like, oh, hey, what school are they going to? Or like, what job do they have? You know, now it's like, where do they live? Like, what's their family look like? What are their interests like? What are their accomplishments? What are the things that they're struggling with? And it's just like, it's really fucking cool to see, you know, so many of, so many people that I love, like doing things that they enjoy and, and doing things that they're passionate about and doing what they can to, you know, make their life into what they want it to be. Uh, it's something that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, so I'm excited for this week. Like I said, going home and spending time with the families, seeing old friends and stuff. And it seems like it's the most important thing in life right now. You know, I mean, your own journeys are always important, but it's like, you know, what really, what really lasts? And it's right. that is the battle. That's that's a conversation with yourself that it can be hard to have when you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Mm hmm. Which I've had a few times in the last couple of years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It happens but frequently at this age. So weird. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, take this time. Hope you guys are able to spend some time with friends and family this week. And, and I think that um, at the same time, you know, just people, it doesn't need to be like, I mean, if you don't have the opportunity to be with like close friends or close family, or you can't call them, like being around other people that, uh, you know, I think a lot of times like the impact you have on people you don't know can be, I mean, you just don't know it. And like, and then sometimes it can be brought to your attention and you're like, Oh wow. That was like, I can't believe that was so impactful. So I think that, you know, even if you're going just to a public space, like, you know, meet meetings and different, you know, there's, there's a lot of support out there. So, um, but it does take, 
sometimes it takes a lot of courage to get out there and and just be around other people yeah it sure does so whatever anybody's doing this week i hope it's a it's a good one um i'm excited uh ethan we normally uh we normally take a little bit of a break from the page uh thanksgiving week uh i think i think i think we want to do that again i don't think we've spoken about it but uh, (laughs) you want to do it i want to do it yeah, it's usually a week, right? Yeah, usually, yeah, I usually stop posting, and I usually like post like once on Thanksgiving Day, because I so I can post the last waltz. Uh, yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, I don't think people will mind. No, I think I want to do that. That's gonna be good. Um, yeah. So, so anything? Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I know you're. You said you just got a raise and stuff, and a lot in your. I personal did, yeah, life, yeah. So like, Pro- professional life's going pretty well. Like, I just like woke up one day and like I'm like doing the adult thing. Like, I'm like working and like getting promoted and like having work responsibilities, which like it's strange because I don't feel like I'm at that point yet, but clearly I am. Um, yeah, that. So that's that's something that's super exciting for me, like professionally. Uh, you know, and it, it allows me to to do you know to have a lot of the interests that I have and it gives me the time to, and the money to fuck off if I want to, um, you know, and, and additionally, uh, you know, I've got my health. I, I, for my family this past year, um, was a pretty tough one health wise. I had a lot of people that I, you know, my immediate family going through some stuff, but you know, we're, we're here a year later and things are, things are going well. Um, you know, so that's something to kind of take stock of, uh, like actually like very recently, like we're sitting down to record this today. Like yesterday was like the one year anniversary of, of one of my family members received a not so good health diagnosis. And, you know, I remember getting that diagnosis, like not knowing what the next year was going to look like. So the fact like another year has gone by and we're sitting here and, you know, things are, things are looking up and things are bright in that area is something that's really uh, I don't know. It's kind of surreal. Like you deal with things throughout the year that like nobody's prepared to deal with and like nobody's good at dealing with those things, but like you just have to, and you lean on one another and, and you help everybody get through it. So, uh, that's what we did. And that's something to definitely pause and be, be happy about for sure. So, and I know you've, you've been going through, uh, some, some health things as it relates to your career actually, but things that seem to be on the right track right now. So. Yeah. Last week I had a it happened fast. I got a little small surgery for my shoulder. So I've had like some tears in my Laberman rotator cuff for the past like four or five years. And I uh, got back, started training, had to get an MRI. And basically the doc was like, We're not, we don't have time for a full surgery. Not, I'm not sure if I need it. And it's kind of unclear because you can work through a lot of these things. But um, they went in and cleaned up, did a little arthroscopic, cleaned up all the areas. So I'm kind of Last week has been, it wasn't, it was tough because I couldn't do my normal stuff, but it was, it was fine. Like I felt very, I felt in a good spot to totally recover and it's going well and it'll be four to six weeks and very thankful for, you know, the doctors and the, the decision making. And I feel really, I do feel really confident about it all moving forward. Um, and that's, you know, that's wonderful. You know, I feel like I have good people around me, good support systems. So yeah, I'm just taking that one day at a time and and change, changing um how I do things this year, but it does make me feel a lot better about uh taking the time to go home cuz yeah. you know, recovering. So I can't do as much as I would if I wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. if I was norm- normal per se. Yeah. And it's a re- it's like a you know, in the injury, you can be thankful for any everything, you know. And I mean, I have to 
I have to refocus a lot of things and I get to focus on my season differently. And, and that's a lot of times when it's like what Victor Wooten said, you know, um, thank you, daddy. You know, what, what is it? Uh, positive reinforcement. When the going gets tough, yeah. it's a positive signal to keep charging. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just a, another thing to kind of focus on and, and attack and be like precise about and, you know, you don't get that by doing the same kind of having the same I don't know, schedule or path each year. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're kind of coming around to the end of it. Uh, Chris, I know you've been to a lot of concerts recently. You got to see PD live. So why don't we shift gears and talk a little bit about some music that we've seen and, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, so I saw three shows, uh, over the last week or so. I kicked it off in uh, Boston. I saw uh, the Menzingers uh, in Microwave Open, which was really cool. I've been a fan of theirs. So that was super fun. Um, I, I'd been looking forward to seeing them. They played, they closed with my favorite song of theirs. So that was super cool. And then two days after that, uh, I saw Petey uh, also in Boston, which was absolutely awesome as usual. Uh, it was my third time uh, being able to see Petey, uh, second time seeing him headline um fucking just great energy the crowd was unbelievable like everybody knew every single word to every single song like even the b-sides from the new album um so that was really awesome especially like having like you know done a little bit of work with them over the last like you know four or five months it was cool to kind of be in that space and see those songs uh perform be, be performed live uh so i was happy about that and then because two wasn't enough uh two days after pd uh, i went up to boston and i saw hot mulligan uh headline um which was cool um i'm not like i i'm not like an, an encyclopedia of hot mulligan so i didn't i wasn't able to like really sing along to a lot of the songs or anything but it was super fun uh it was like a young crowd uh, but they were they're super energetic they sounded great right up at the front so that was also a really really fun night so just happy to have those opportunities to go and you know check out some uh some bands that you know a couple one that i hadn't seen before i hadn't seen the menzingers i'd seen hot mulligan a couple of times opening for the wonder years and obviously pd's on that list of any time there within a certain uh radius of my location i'm going to go um so it's funny like you go to shows and like you, you, all these bands get filed in those different categories of like hey like I've seen them like that's good. Like I can check them off the list versus like, oh yeah, like if they come to my town again, like I'll I'll go and see them. And then you have other bands. It's like if they play three shows in my in my region, like, you know, ever, like I'm going to all three. Um so yeah. it was cool. So I I, you know, I was able to kind of put them in their different filing cabinets. So it was super awesome. I, I went with uh my buddy Cullen, uh Eddie Vetter got me through my second divorce. We went to all three. Um and that's been like a cool aspect of our friendship. Uh, the last like couple of years, like we've started like going to shows together. Uh, and he's the guy who introduced me to the wonder years basically. Uh, yeah. so I owe him my life for that. Um, but it's, it's just like another cool aspect of our friendship that we're able to like go to these shows and like have these experiences together and have fun and, you know, drink shitty beer and, you know, have like the same inside jokes that we talk about, you know, with every single show that we see. So, um, that was, that was really awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm very happy. You have a friend to go to all the shows with. It's fun. Yeah, man. So yeah, good. dude. I wish. Uh, I wish. I wish we could have gotten you up here for uh, for, for <laughs> one of them. But the yeah, or time one of them or all three. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It'll. It's tough. One day we'll we'll live in the same area, probably in L.A. or something, right? Fucking L.A., dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to. 
Yeah, so that's yeah. that's what's been new with me. But uh, I do have one other update to give, uh, and it's actually related to the previous podcast episode that we did, uh, specifically Ethan, your song of the week. Um, oh, yeah. So so for those who may not have listened, Ethan's song of the week last last uh, last episode was a song called "In the Valleys" by Monster Rally, and he basically was talking about it and he's like there's just this dobro in here that just kind of like takes over the song and i'll tell you man i have been fucking obsessed with that song ever since you showed it to me last week we recorded mm-hmm. um i had a couple of experiences this past week where that song came in handy um and it's just such a great song and you know the like i don't even know if you could call it a chorus because the like the guy just says they say that and then the dobro <laughs> takes over but the amount of times this past week that we've just said back and forth to one another they say that because it's true they do say it, that it is true they they say that and it's so uh yeah it's perfect it's absolutely fucking perfect so i uh I looked, I, I tried to find some live, you know, live performance of them. And I the also looked, thing, I, I don't think I could, I, I might, I searched for this specific, specific song and I wasn't able to find anything. Right. And I think it's because this, I'm trying to, I'm doing, doing a little, little research to make sure I get this real time right. research. Exactly. Yeah. It's Ted Fahan and Monster Rally. And I believe I watched this, I put it on this morning as I was writing the poem. Sure. And you'll never believe it, Chris, but he's like, it's one guy. Monster Rally it is it's it's one guy. <laughs> yes. And it's So like, what does he have? Does he have like a like a like a looper setup or like it's tracks? Yes. <laughs> no kidding. So it's not <laughs> yeah. an actual Dobro. I'm so sad. I mean, I mean it's an actual Dobro, but it's not <laughs> him playing. I mean, like I, I I'm not positive, but like it was this very like, trance like looping kind of stuff and it makes a lot of sense. And so oh I it's God. it was very peaceful, but like um but but in this so I can't confirm nor deny because he did in the in the set that I watched from I think it was KEXP Oh, I just found one. It's from uh, KCPR. That's so it. I think, KCPR. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what I want. Mas, um, it, the song was not in there, though. There's a song called The Valley, but I don't think it's in the valleys. It, no, that's not the same song. It's not the same one. That's unfortunate. But it's just, it's this one dude, like, set up at a keyboard. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. Good for him. Hell yeah. I know. I mean, it's, it's really solid. It's really good music. It's just not what we expected, and I find that to be... That's, that's the fun. That's the interesting part about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. Great, great song. Great tune. They say that. They say that. Well, man, that's all I've got, uh, for this, this week's episode. Um, so we probably have some songs of the week, uh, unless you've got some, something else you want to talk about. No, I've said everything I need to say for this week. Yeah. Um, they say that it, it was all in there. Exactly. Um, thank you everybody. We are very thankful for the show. We're thankful for the time that we've had. I mean, no doubt something that when this is dead and gone, at some point it's going to have to, we'll look back and be really thankful that we did because, uh, you know, it built a lot of friendships on a lot of good music and that's what it's all about. So that's what we do Um, around here. I think our songs of the week have both already been said. I mean, Alice's Restaurant is obviously going to be, it's probably already on there. Yeah, I think it was from last year. Uh, I think we did, we had a trifecta last year. I think we did Alice's Restaurant. Um, we did, uh, 
I shall be released from the last waltz. And we did higher by Creed because of the famous <laughs> halftime show performance, which anniversary is the 22nd. So it's coming up soon. Um, I think, I think that was our trifecta last, last year. So we're just going to put them all on the second time. Should, should we run it back again? <laughs> I mean, why not? Right. I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so those are the songs of the week. Talked about them a little bit already. Yeah. All right, guys. And that's, and that's the podcast for the week. Have a wonderful holiday. Holiday season is upon us. Please uh, enjoy yourself. And we will talk to you guys in about a week. About a week's time. We'll be right back here for episode 140. Uh, if my math is correct, 140 is going to be an episode that I've been uh, excited to do for a very long time. And I think the time is finally going to be right for it. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, hope you enjoyed this one and I hope you enjoy, uh, just everything that we're doing. That's why mm -hmm. we do it. Stay heavy guys. Rock and roll. Stay heavy. Stay heavy.